We're here on the KM Podcast. Ken Brown from WGR Radio. Michael O'Hare at DetroitLions.com as we talk Lions football. And if you could tell by the tone and the speed of my voice, football season is nearing the actual games. The preseason is ending. Everything's good. Michael O'Hare, are we ready for some real football? Oh, I'm, excuse me, I'm ready for some real football. I'll tell you another thing you, didn't, you could have mentioned, Kenny. I think today's practice Friday, today's practice, for those of you who might hear this later on, I think I think this is probably officially the last practice of training camp because next week they get into regular season mode and things just change. They get faster, they get more important, and you know what? They get more interesting and more exciting. Are they going into next season mode two weeks early? Because since this is odd that you have the week well, off I, like before, do they go into the, the, the season mode next week or is next week going to be – because the cuts are next Tuesday for all those – well, when I say regular season mode, I mean you know closed practices right. and all that other okay. stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But and next week will be a strange week too, because like you said, there's no game. There's a cut day on Tuesday. They probably won't do anything heavy after the game in case they don't want to get guys hurt between then and cut day. So it'll be a weird week next week, though regularly, right? Well, you know, and also too, I mean, I can't remember at all ever having a final preseason game on Sunday. I really can't, but that most of the league is playing on. But that's because there's the two week, you know, the, there's a two week interval between the last preseason game and the first regular season game. So, except for the Thursday night game, of course. But right. it, but it's just different. But you know what? It's you know what the National Football League has done just fine, no matter what days they play. Yeah, and also um, this is weird. I think this is not. Correct me if I'm wrong, though, I don't want to get the calls, but I don't think they played three exhibition games last year. If my memory serves me correctly, they only did two and went into the season. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they did all three, but I thought it was two. You know, I'm not sure. I thought they played three, but it could have been two. I, I really I don't know. I so really this don't. is, the, I think, the first year, and if I'm wrong, I'll be wrong, and I've been wrong before, that this three exhibition – yeah, it's got to be because last year they did the um, – was the first year of the 17-game season. So I Correct. think that's I think, why I think right. they played three. I yeah. think they've only played two. That's why I'm saying I think that's was a, that's why they only played two and then went into the. But anyway, whatever it is, this is the schedule to be going from now. And this is weird because the third preseason game always was before that you play the starters a half or going into the second half. Sometimes they would bring them out after halftime, and then they wouldn't play the fourth game. Now this being the last preseason game, seems like everybody's playing their starters in this game. And this is still the third preseason game, but it's the last. So this is the new NFL where the third preseason game looks like this is the dress rehearsal, and you'll play the guys, except the quarterback, yeah, golf, who won't it, play. Except except some teams that play have done it differently. But the Lions are going to play play their guys for a, a half, except, play, as you said, except for Jared Goff. And I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to play their guys for a half, but they're going to play Mitchell Trubisky, a quarterback, and not the rookie. Well, he, uh, to me, Trubisky's got – like, I care about Pittsburgh, but I'm just giving my – the Kim Brown opinion. They should – Trubisky should be the, the start of regular season. Well, be, that's what I would do. If yeah, and then if, if he gets he's terrible – He's been a winning quarterback. I, you know, I saw that today. I was looking at it. He's 29 and 21 in his career. Right, and you know what? He was just kind of thrown to the wolves by the Chicago Bears. You know, the, the, the way – you know, I don't like the way they've handled – uh, the, the rookie quarterback from last year, but I liked the way they, I didn't like the way even more the way they handled Trubisky. I mean, here he was on a, a team that was what, uh, a 12 and four. He won 11 of those games. It was 500 on a team that was just, just awful. And, 
everything was his fault. Yeah. They won with him. Yeah. That's the weird part. I, I want to get it. I see how this works out in Pittsburgh because, like you said, when I saw his record, I, for Chicago getting rid of him, I thought, oh, he's got to be like under 500 no. for his career or something. Then I say he was 29 and 21. And then I think the about playoffs, it, probably years. 15 of those were Lions victories. I don't think that he's ever lost. I don't even remember him ever losing to the Lions. Well, I know he lost at least one. I know Did that. he? I don't even remember yeah. that one. But he, I know for the fact the last two because he played that year that um, – that bum we had from uh, the backup quarterback, Chase Daniels, I remember him beating him. I remember that game. Well, in all due respect, I'm more interested in what's happening now in 2020. Well, you can, you to live to the future, you must remember the past, young man. I got that from Star Trek. All right, so anyway, back to the, the current Lions. Since Michael, Thank Mike, you. Michael Thank he wants you. to talk about the current Lions. Thank uh, you. Um, I want to talk I want to talk football 2022 and yeah. perhaps 2023. Yeah. Now, this is the question I got perhaps. before we get into this week and the cuts and who's here and who's not. Um, the Lions won last week. They lost the week before, both last minute, you know, victories and losses. Uh, where do you put a win in exhibition season? toward anything does it mean anything to you does it mean anything to this team and i'll give you my impression after but what do you think well i'll go back to i've I've said this over and over and i'm going to say it again exhibition games preseason games call them what you will to most people only count when you lose when you lose all you did did this right they should have and they should have and all of this and when you win they didn't play the regulars anybody could have beat them that day doesn't mean anything. I think there's some value to winning, but it's not long term. It doesn't set you up for anything else. But it just sort of validates to, to the players. It gives them a good feeling, the coaches and all that, that they can sell to each other and themselves that we're doing things the right way. And you know what? If you get beat the next week, it all turns around the other way. Yeah. But I, I think there's some value to it. I don't think it builds momentum, anything like that. But But there's some value to it. Now, I'm with this. I think a win means a little, very little, but it means a little. A loss means nothing. That's yeah. the way I do it. Because a win, walking off the field with a victory, no matter what it is, gives you a little edge, and that's all it means. Like, I was looking at this. Baltimore's, what, won 21 straight preseason games? 21 or 22, And they, yeah. they have a good team. So it's got to be some correlation of something in there somewhere because they have a good team and won 21 in a row. So – Evidently, it must mean something to them. So, yeah, I let it go. Now, a loss means nothing to me. To me, coming out of a game without any serious injuries and playing well is what means something to me. If you're looking sloppy and lose, then that's that's a little concerning. But I think the overall, the two preseason games the Lions have played, they haven't looked sloppy. No, exactly. You know, we talk about the operation, and that's on both sides of the football. Offensively, to me, it means, you know, you, you play with some tempo. You get the plays in and out. Uh, you don't have false starts. Uh, you don't have to call time to get to get the plays in, things like that. Defensively, pretty much, you know, it's just the opposite, but 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 pretty much in the same same manner. You're not, you're not jumping off sides. You don't have breakdowns. You don't have guys running free. Now, last week against, against uh, the Indianapolis Colts, they did have a, a breakdown in the secondary. They left a guy wide open by 15 yards for a touchdown, but they haven't had much of that. They really haven't. Mm. So I would agree with you. Slappy, no. Uh, maybe a little bit of rust, yes. But I'll tell you what, certainly no rust when the first offense was on the field in, in the opening game against the Atlanta Falcons. They went right down the field, 10 plays, scored a touchdown. 
and then put everybody on, put all the starters on the bench for the rest of the game. Yeah. Now there are some yeah. uh, jobs that are going to be on the line this week. And Absolutely. You probably, you, but Mike, in all truthfulness, let's not get excited. I, I, I see people talking about blah 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 blah. But there what? If I, if give me a number, there's probably five jobs that are still in question to me. I think the team is pretty much they know where they're going now, don't you? Well, I think they do pretty much. But you know, that question was asked of, uh, of Dan Campbell, head coach, two days ago, and, and he just kind of thought about it. So he asked him how many jobs you think are at stake here, and he. Thought and thought about it. I mean, you know, he wanted to give a pretty accurate answer, and he finally said, "Probably eight to ten. Now, that doesn't mean starting jobs. Right. That means jobs, and those are when you when you get into that, you're talking about guys who could become, you know, core special teams players, uh, key backups, for example. Look at the Detroit Lions, Kenny. I don't know if you want to go through all of this or not, but and I know you, I don't, I know you don't like either player, but the backup quarterback job is at stake. The uh, kicking job is at stake. I mean, I mean, still okay, the kicker. Anybody can kick. Well, no, the Lions lost a couple of games last year. In the mm-hmm. kicking game. That, that Pittsburgh I mean, game, kicking, that tie, that tie. Yeah, right. That tie. The, the, the kicker the, makes the field goal. Did it again? That was a win, and it was a thirty-eight yeah. yarder, I believe. It was a, like it wasn't. No, it, it, was, it wasn't a big. It wasn't a far a long field goal he missed. And it, and it was clearly a young kicker who just wasn't there. It, the moment was too big. For right, him. it was too big. For yeah, him. The camera, the camera was focused on him for a long time, and you could see. He just dreaded being where he was. Swallowed his mustache. Yep, yep. And so, but but those kind of jobs, and then you know, looking for the you know with the Lions, a key key job. It may not seem like it to the to fan, but the fourth or fifth wide receiver, I think that has to be settled. The third running back behind uh, DeAndre Swift and Jamal uh, Williams, the third running back, who's going to win that job? And so there. You know, somebody in the deep secondary, a safety, sure. uh, a, a third or fourth cornerback, something like that. Sure. And those, those jobs are important. Right, and there's really possibilities are. for some of these guys to be traded or a trade coming in or a pickup like Malcolm Brown, the D-tackle, who I thought the Lions were going to take years ago anyway, was in. He was cut by Jacksonville in a cost-saving movie. He played well for Jacksonville last year. I looked at his thing, and it was a salary dump. And um, they need a big guy. I mean, there's a couple of guys there that are playing well, so that's something they'll be looking at. So you might see a little movement on that. Um, one of the Levi Unzurike is still hurt, and if it's the same injury as last year, then you got to start looking at is he going to be long-term viable because of injury? If his back well, keeps getting hurt, I mean, is he, you know, this is a second-round pick that may just be an injury thing that he never makes what he makes it to what he what you thought he was going to be. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Him and Onzerike uh, and, and, and some others, they're all uh, – uh, Dan Campbell was asked about that today, and he said that – I think I've got this accurately – that they're all soft tissue and they're all making progress. And so he's not sure if they're going to be available uh, available for Philadelphia in the first game or not. But these people are these, – these guys who are injured – are all trending towards being healthy, including Levi Onzerike. Was Levi so, soft tissue? That's what he said. Okay, well, now, that's, if he said that, then that's good because I was worried about. Well, now he didn't. He didn't say that specifically about him, but he said that. Okay. Just about about the group. Mm-hmm. And I would assume until I hear otherwise, unless I hear otherwise. Right. Excuse me. That that he is. So we'll see. But that he's a guy that they've been counting on. I've been expecting something out of him. On. I want to yeah. see something out of him this year. I give you. I always give. And I said this. I've said this. You go back and check the podcast. I give first year guys the first year. But I expect to see a big bounce in that first or second year, and I want to see you do something. I'll, you should be contributing if you're on the team in your second year and you were a draft pick, especially high draft pick. So 
you know, those guys are on the clock now. I think um, Anzarike's on the clock. Um, there's a couple others. I forgot who the first-round pick was last year, Now it just got me that quick. But um, I want to see these guys play. Last and pick I, was Penny, last year Penny Sewell. Oh, he's already there. I mean, we can just skip that one. Penny Sewell's you already know, there. Look, he's like anybody else. He can, be, he can get better. No, he, I want to see him get better. I'm talking he, about, but he, if you're a starter and you are a day-one starter and you ended the season well, then I know where I know where you're going. I know where you're projecting to be. And plus, to me, he's he, he's in better shape this year. To me, he's in football shape instead of combine shape, and he looks the part out there. There's nothing jiggly on him at three thirty-five. No. As a uh, as a old time defensive line coach once told me about one of the players, and ain't no loose on him. No, no loose on him. You can say that about Teddy. No too. loose on him. Ain't no loose on that young man. Now there are a couple of things I do want to see in this last preseason game. Uh, one offensively, one defensively. Like you said, I'm interested in the wide receiver part because you got Trinity Benson, you got Quintez Cephas, and you got Tom Kennedy. You got all these three guys. And I I think it's only two or two spots available out of those three players. Somebody's not going to make this team unless there's an injury. And then you got the upcoming Jamison Williams getting back on the roster eventually anyway. So those spots are key right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's a trade of one of those three instead of one of them getting cut. I think you can – Find a I, wouldn't value. Be, I wouldn't be surprised, Kenny, but I'll tell you what, it, it's hard because there's so many receivers. Every team in the National Football League, it seems these days, because of the development they get from players from college, has two or three guys that could be their fifth receiver. And so why, you know, just, especially with the Detroit Lions, because you're second in the claiming, uh, uh, you, you, you have the second claiming spot from your record last year, so they'll get, they don't get the first shot at players, but they get the second shot at them. And so I, you know, trading, getting value, things like that. I, I, I would be surprised. Wouldn't be shocked, but I'd be surprised if he'd get much value. I'm looking for any quarterback that gets cut in the last cut that's good to take one, the two we got. I'm not impressed with these two. I have never been, and there's got to be something better out there. I'm not. I'm just not satisfied with the backup quarterback play from either one of them. Well, keep in mind one thing: they get put on waivers, but but you know, veterans, I think. With, so three years or four years are not subject to waivers until the trade deadline. So you just can't claim them on waivers. Right, I understand. But if there's somebody out there that gets cut to well, in that realm, then I'm you just got to negotiate they, with them. Yeah, I don't even care about this last game if one of the guys shows up or shows out. I've seen enough for two years of these two, Mike, and I'm just not impressed. I'm sorry. And maybe you say that the season's over if golf gets hurt, but I, I would like to play ball and win as many as possible, and I just think. The the best backup quarterback is not on the roster right now. Well, you know, I don't think that I don't think yeah, I, I I agree with what you're saying about golf. I think he's that valuable to the Detroit Lions right now, but he doesn't have a history of injuries. I mean, he got hurt a little bit, missed a few games last year, but that's that's not common for him. He's been a pretty pretty durable guy, and you know, playing behind that offensive line and the running game they're going to have, I think it's even. Yeah, but he got hurt the year before with the Rams. He got back he for the playoffs. One game. Well, I'm talking about he barely, he was winning the game he played that playoff game with stitches in his hand. He, he broke his thumb or did had thumb surgery. So, I mean, these things happen with quarterbacks. You just got to be, what, you gotta yeah, be what, ready. And what, and what did Matthew Stafford play with here in Detroit? Okay. Uh, Matthew Stafford's missed games before too. Now nah. he missed games. He played something like 120 in a row. Then he missed half of a season. Mike, come on now. Let's not revision okay, the history did, now. But, but okay. That, well, you got to be ready. Were they yeah, ready when he missed that, those games? That, that's rare for him. But I'm that's just saying, were they ready when he missed those games? They brought in that bum that did nothing, and David Blau was a rookie 
and you, you couldn't expect anything out of them. They didn't win a game. I understand that. Okay, so I'm, I'm, okay, I'm just re- I want a better backup. Uh, I don't disagree with that either, but I that's I just I don't anticipate I don't anticipate Jared Goff. I think it'd be I, I look. I think the odds against are, more, are I think the odds are more against him getting hurt than they are that he'll get hurt. Okay, okay. Well, let's move on because we do get to all day with this. I'd love to defensively. Is Rodrigo going to be starting? And Derek Barnes was getting high props from um, Campbell this week, too, as two guys up and coming. You think they're going to go with the young guys and uh, just uh, bite the bullet on the learning curve? Well, I don't think about biting the bird on the bite, biting, you know, on the learning curve, but uh, biting the bullet That's on a the bullet. learning yeah. curve. Bite that bullet, Mike. Bite that I, bullet. I know what bullets are. Bite them. Uh, <laughs> 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 Thank you very much. Well, I think it's I think it's between those two for one starting job opposite Alex Anzalone. They really do. Okay, can, can he be that secure at his job? Yes, he is. Okay, yeah, well then that's he, a he, he, that's oh, a falsehood oh. perpetrated by man, because I would go with the two young guys as a three. Well, I put a three rotation in right now, but I would transition Alex Anzalone. I didn't even think he was coming back this year. I thought when well, he gave a goodbye when he left, like he was never coming back. I think they they brought him back just for the situation, but. I'm not a, you know, I don't think he's got a job sewn up for life, like a lifetime appointment like a Supreme Court judge. Well, we're talking about the 2022 season, not lifetime. And, yeah, he'll be the starting, he'll be one of the starting linebackers. He's the one who, you know, wears the green dot on his helmet. They get the get the plays in and all that. So, you know, why wouldn't he be the starter? Yeah, well, that's like saying, you know, she's okay. She's okay, but, uh, you know, but look, you got to transition out. He needs to be transitioned out. Whatever, whatever way you want to rate him, good, bad, indifferent. He's the starting line. He's the starter right now. But like I'm saying, a defensive improvement will be if you transition out. And I'm not the trying to dog him. No, you're like I want the young guys in there. I want, I wanted some young, some young lions in there, and I want them. You rolling. know why you want them? You want them because you haven't seen them before. That's yeah, right. And after I see them, if they bad, they I'll get them out. Them. If they bad after that, get them out. But anyway, so they got so that what going. Are they, what are, hold, on, I just want. Ladies and gentlemen, the Detroit Lions play <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles at one o'clock <laughs> in two weeks, and they have until one thirty to make the team. Okay, <laughs> all right, so, one thirty. So we got that go. Hey, this is a question too. When we were talking about final roster and with everything, a lot of teams now looking for offensive linemen. Um, there's a couple of Lions that are on the on the uh, border of getting cut, like Steinberg and these guys. Dallas just lost uh, Tyron Smith for. Pretty much the season. You see any tr- trade possibilities with some of these backup linemen? Well, yeah, I do. I mean, look, I think they've got two players for sure who are starting caliber players. Now, I'm not saying they'd be the, you know, the, one of the top six, you know, players at their position in the league, but they'd be somewhere in the top 32. I think Matt Nelson, a tackle, started 11 games last year, a converted defensive lineman. Smart guy, good player, Evan um, Evan Brown, the uh, the center. the uh, center went in when after Frank Ragnow went out, played 16 games, started started 12 of them, missed one because of COVID. I think he could start for the team now. That's not Tyron Smith. He's not or Tyron Smith. He's not you know replacing a tackle, but they have guys who do that. I'll tell you another one to watch is uh, uh, is Tommy Kramer. Uh, a rookie last year started three games at, at, at guard. I came from undrafted free agent, came from Notre Dame. To me, this is just me talking, has, I think, a real future 
in the National Football League. So, yes, I do think that they have some tradable commodities, or that's what you want to call human beings, uh, as backups for the Detroit Lions. But you know what? They're also just as valuable for you, which is the reason you have them, for security. Well, this is the question, though. Steinberg and Kramer, two guards. I think Steinberg's played well this camp. Stenberg, yes. Yeah. Stenberg. Stenberg, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, yeah. Can you see him, like, moving Big V if the right deal comes and no. moving one of those guys no. in start? Because Big V can play no. tackle for other teams, and he can play no, guard. I, no, I, I can't I can't say it emphatically enough, no. Okay. They've gone, they've gone through all this to build an offensive line. They finally got everybody healthy. Why don't you start breaking it down? Okay, I'm it just asking a question. Make, let me just finish. I may be a little harsh to you, but if you, you know, cover your ears. You can do that over the phone. It doesn't make sense. Okay, I understand. Just put it out there because that was some of the, the little uh, scuttlebutt that was floated around that Big V might be expendable. Oh, scuttlebutt! I, it wasn't KB scuttlebutt. It was somebody else. Oh, but no! But you certainly picked it up and circulated it fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one. Nobody, one like, nobody likes a good rumor more than you. That's do. right. I love a good rumor. I love a good rumor. One fan favorite that's on the bubble to me, and I want to know what you think right now, in or out, or is Sunday's game gonna be the definitive answer on it? Is my man Jared Davis? Is he oh, in God. or is he out? I just talked to him for just a little, a little minute or half a minute today at uh, after practice. I uh, I want I want him in. I don't think he's going to make it just because they have younger guys there that they're, that they're trying to develop. And so I think I think Jared Davis. Uh, I'd say out. Ugh. I'd say out. I don't think his career is over, but I think he's out. Just the way yeah, things are well, shaped up in Detroit. I hope they keep him. I hope they find I a spot too. for to keep him because. Uh, he's a likable guy. He he plays his butt off. He, he he's yeah, he a does. Good guy. He's just limited instinctually as a football player. But it, you can find a role for him, I think. And and like I said, athletically, you're not gonna find a better linebacker. So maybe they can find a role for him, keep him around. And then you know what? Sometimes the lights just go on on a, on a day you don't expect it, man. Maybe the light will come on for him one time, and he'll become the player they thought he was gonna be when they drafted him. Well, I'll tell you what, he certainly looks the part of the That's what the I said, man. And all that. And he was, he was the, the, to me, the unfortunate part of it is that he was really coming on his second year, in the second year in, in the middle there for the Detroit Lions, really closed out strong, finished the season with six sacks, which is a lot for an inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. It really is. And that, the next off season, he went out to and, and went to some uh, – Set, you know, fact master teaches you know, teaches that in the off season was ready to go and in, in, in his third season got hurt and he's never been the same player. And he got hurt in the exhibition season. Well, he got hurt, but he got hurt. Yeah, there was a lot. And then he ended up what last year with the, right. with with the, the Jets. With the he got Jets. hurt again. Yeah, he played nine again. games, four yeah, starts. Got hurt again. Oh, okay. you know, that's the other part of it is you have to be available. Yeah, you got to be available. That's also that's a, part of it. That's what we talk about, Mr. Anzarike. You got to be available. Now, this is one thing I do want to see come out of Sunday before we go because we're at the minimum of our time here, the maximum of our time. Um, I want Akuda to lock that job. I don't want to hear this week talking about Akuda and um, the third-round pick whose name is – oh, these names. Anyway, um, Will Harris. Will Harris are battling and they both going to play. No, no. Akuda needs to lock that job down. He needs to be the starter day one, Philadelphia. There should be no doubt. And for number three pick in the draft now, and he's had time. You know, he's had a camp. He's back. He's. I want to see him lock that down Sunday. No doubt he's the starter. 
Well, you know, he may have done that already. I mean, we don't know that. Well, that's what I want to see, though. I want to, want to see that. Yeah. All right. Because this well, week, wait a minute. So, so regardless of what uh, Dan Campbell and Aaron Green and all those, you want you the Kenny Brown seal of approval. No, I just want he should be the starter. <laughs> and if he's battling Will like Harris, that. a converted safety, and he can't beat him out in a full camp with both of them being healthy, then I, not, not, that's, a, that's a, not even a red flag. That's a burnt red flag. Well, like I said, you're you're, you're assuming that yeah, none of that's right. happened already. I just said I want to see it. We'll wait till next week and we'll talk about it. But I want to see that. That's I want to see, and then I want to see him start making plays. I want to see him look like he was a. I'll even just if he looks like a first rounder. You know, I'm not. I'm not even talking about top three picks anymore. I didn't gave up on that. I want to see him play like a first rounder. To me, I just want to see him play good football. Okay, well, see, your, your standards I, are lower, we, as we've always known. No, they're not. Standard. We just, look, we passed by on that. He is what he is right now. The thing he did wrong was he got hurt. He played, what, 40 snaps last year, half of one game. What chances he had to improve himself? Realistically, Kenny, realistically and and honestly, nobody really has any idea how good he can be because he hasn't played. Well, that's what I said. I want to see him play. But, Mike, even if a rookie coming in is a first-round pick, I want to see him to that level. I don't even think yet he's at that level. When I, when no, he gets to that what? level, then we can move on from that. Well, one thing about him, he doesn't shy that shy away from contact. No, he's, he, no. he mixes it up. And, he does. And, and so there's something to be said about that. Now we'll see how he, when he's going against, the, first of all, the Steelers, or if, in fact, they do play the regulars, we'll see how he does. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I think, I, I, look, I think he's going to be fine. I really do. No, we'll keep my fingers crossed on that. Um, so that's it for the, that, and we'll – Oh, I want to get to two other issues before we leave here. These two? are non-Lions related issues, yeah. Okay. Number one, the big Aaron Donald uh, fight at camp with uh, Cincinnati this week where he's swinging at him and they got video of it. Um, just quickly, if it happened in a game, he would be suspended for multiple games. But it was a practice. The league is not supposed to legislate discipline on practices to teams. But do you think the commissioner needs to step in and suspend him or do you think the team should suspend him? Or do you think a fine and no suspension or nothing? Where are you coming in? I think the team ought to fine him. I think the, I think the, the National Football League office should stay out of this one. Uh, they've got enough problems, enough headaches. They don't need another one. But practically, I don't think that's their business what happens in practice. It's, it's practice. Okay. But the only bad part is video has been shown now, and okay, I, I understand so you saying practice, but once, but once video, yeah, but once video is shown, it becomes bigger than practice. I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. And the other part is sometimes you got to be bigger than, than than somebody's cell phone taking pictures. Okay? I agree. I agree. I'm with the uh, they should find him. I think whatever whatever. Whatever penalties or whatever judgments go against them should be done by the Los Angeles right. Rams. Okay. And if they do sure. nothing, the National Football League and everybody else, mind your own business. Okay. I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. So that's um, going to be the final thing, Mike, this week. Uh, any well, final? Not quite. Yes. Yes. Not quite. Let's... Don't forget that there's a point spread on this game Sunday. Pittsburgh Steelers favored by five. Okay. Okay. Stop. We're not doing preseason point spreads. I'm sorry. If we get to the point of doing preseason point spreads, we might as well shut it down. 
We you might as well to, shut you, it down. Don't want, so We're not doing preseason point spreads. No. You do not want to inform our public no. who hang on no. every word we say. No. 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 Okay, no. Then I, okay, then I'm not going to say that the Pittsburgh Steelers are, are favored by five. Thank you. Don't say and And please, no, no preseason point spreads. Please. Five. Just please. five oh. points. That's all. I got one last item. Last night was the first game on Amazon, which means you have to, you know, have to have the service to get it and um, do whatever we do. Do you think this is going to be a trend or I think, and this is me talking, I think Amazon and streaming is going to be a detriment and in four or five years they're going to quit doing it. For one thing, watching a game on streaming is the worst experience you've ever had. The game freezes, it stops, you can't go back. You know, you have to. It's just, it's, it's, it's a nightmare to watch it. Watch anything stream. If you watch a movie stream, it's just a nightmare. Sometimes I don't think football and paying and streaming is going to be the big thing they they think it is. Now there will be some people that like to watch it on their phones, but I just think football is made to be watched on a TV set in a place. That's just me. Well, I don't disagree with you because I don't do any of that other stuff. I just watch the game on TV. I don't go forward. I don't go backwards. I don't do anything. I might change channels during the timeout or something like that, and that's my exist. That's that, that's my that's my streaming. Okay, so all this stuff I don't care. But I will tell you this, and I've got evidence of this, past evidence of this. Once this stuff starts to happen, it usually continues and then grows. It doesn't go away. I'll give you an example of that. Remember Barton Capilium used to write for Detroit News. Yes, the late Barton Capilium. Partner. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. my partner. We had, right, we we. Did a column together for like twenty some years. We got an advanced copy of the Tigers' uh, schedule one year, and I looked at it and I says, "Varton, there are no home, uh, broad, uh, there are no uh, broadcast TV games. They're all on whatever we called that, you know, like cable. Sports Detroit on yeah. cable. Yeah, Thank they're you. all on cable. Oh boy, we got to get you out of yeah. here quick. Go ahead. That was the that was the trend, right. and that that, that it, it hasn't changed." It has not changed. How many games are on, on on baseball are on home TV now? Well, Mike, but between the time you talked and now, home TV is cable now. I'm sorry, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I hate to bring this and not bring you up to 220, but home, yes, it is. There's, there's about five people in Detroit don't have cable, no, and and they stealing it from their neighbors. Okay, so let's just yeah, let's just face the fact. Everybody's got cable now. I'm, or I'm some for form of it. You're, so, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're an elite for the people. It's five people that don't have cable. And three of them are named O'Hara. And three of them are named O'Hara. Okay, so. We, I, <laughs> I am the dwindling crew of Detroiters. And I'm proud of my city. I, I can see this be. conversation with you about <laughs> 30 years ago. You know, I looked on the schedule with Varden. And, uh, how many games are still in black and white? You know, I mean, come on, man. Come with us Come on. on this. Sam <laughs> Brown, I'm here to defend. Close the gates. All right. Well, that's it. I, we can wrap on that note. We can wrap on that note. Michael keep, here, DetroitLines.com. Keep Detroit safe for baseball. <laughs> keep it safe. So watch James. Mike, I'll see you next week when we go over the final cuts. All right. Okay, Ken All right, Brown. That's Michael here. I'm Ken Brown. We out.